Uh, we need dads, and I feel like if you if you encourage the dad, if you get the dad lit up, if you get the dad saved, if you get the dad inspired and ignited with hope, then you get his whole family. You get everyone around him. And so I, the Lord has really given me a heart for dads and fathers over the last several years, and I just want to encourage all the dads listening to get back into the driver's seat of just being a daddy, being a father. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. As always, super good to be with you. Uh, I just got back from California where I was doing a Dad Tired conference at a church down there. If you want to have, if your church is interested in doing a Dad Tired conference, I can't tell you in how many times we finish one of these up and the guys say how helpful it was for them and also how they wish... They would have just brought more friends and brought some guys with them. Um, this is there's so few things out there uh, in churches that are like really equipping men to just engage their family well and to be the men that God's called them to be. So, if you're a pastor or you're close with a pastor or you can shoot your pastor an email or a text, uh, I would just say, man, make this happen. It's not really hard. We take care of almost everything for you. So. Uh, you can go to dadtire.com, click the conferences tab, and you can actually see either ones that we have coming up in your area, or if you want to host one, um, it would be, uh, we'd love to come to your church. We need some on the East Coast. Um, we've been doing a lot. We've got a lot on the West Coast um, and in Texas, because Texas always is doing stuff, but uh, we don't we don't have any on the East Coast. So anyway, we'd love to come to the East Coast if you're listening right now and you're on the East Coast and you're a pastor or you know a pastor or you go to church, make it happen. Uh, yeah, we're going to dive in today. I'm super excited. My interview today is with Ryan Stevenson, who is just blowing up right now in the Christian charts. He keeps like putting out number one songs and hitting the top of the charts. Uh, super cool dude. He is going to be with me on the DC Talk Jesus Free Cruise uh, this summer. Uh, so I got invited to go speak at that. And uh, he's going to be there performing as well, as long uh, as well as John Chris and uh, DC Talk, obviously, Mandisa, uh, just a bunch of other artists. So uh, if you're not signed up for that, we're doing a Dad Tired Cruise in 2020. So if you can make that one, awesome. If you can make this DC Talk Cruise, uh, awesome. Uh, but Ryan's going to be there with me on that, um, or probably more accurately, I'll be on there with him. He's bigger than me. He's like a big deal. Um, anyway, so he... Uh, he'll be on that cruise and it'll be super fun. So you should come to that. Um, before we dive in though, I do want to give you a quick word uh, from our sponsors and a quick shout out to the people who sponsor this podcast and make these episodes happen so that we don't have to ask you for money all the time. We can have people uh, buy some ads so that they can tell you about their awesome products. <laughs> um, and again, I, I never want to tell you about products that I just don't actually believe in. Um, so just know that like if we get a lot of people who say, hey, can I can you guys talk about this product or service on the podcast? And uh, if I don't believe in it, man, I'm not going to take a dollar just to talk about something like that is stupid. So anyway, you can trust that I will always uh, only uh, promote stuff that I actually believe in and I think is cool and relevant to you guys. So anyway, one of those uh, is a company called Faithbox. I've talked to you guys about them before, but it's, this, uh, it's a subscription box service that sends you really inspiring daily Christian living stuff inside their box. Really cool stuff. It's always filled with um, scriptures, 
challenges for the month, devotions, prayers for that particular theme and box. Um, they just deliver these right to your door. That, and then they also put a book in there from a Christian author. And then they have companies that they highlight um, from around the world, what they call are doing good, like do good companies that... Um, like I, one of the boxes I just had had a um, pair of socks from a company called Sky Footwear. Sky Footwear, whenever they sell a pair of socks, they give away a pair of socks to a homeless shelter. And they've given like tons and tons. I don't want to quote a number because I think I'm making it up. I want to say it's over a million pairs of socks, but don't quote me on that. I could be totally wrong. But they give away a ton of socks to homeless shelters, which is the number one need. Anyway, so the the Faith Box just partners with really cool companies. They partner with cool authors. So they send this stuff right to your door. Uh, you don't have to think about going out to the store and finding all these cool things. They'll just send it to you. These also make really good gifts. So if you're trying to figure out what to get for your wife or what to get for maybe your mother-in-law or a co-worker, uh, Faith Box would make a really great gift too. I've given them away as gifts. So I've worked out a special deal with Faithbox uh, for the Dad Tired audience where you can get $10 off your first subscription if you go to faithbox.com forward slash tired. Again, it's faithbox.com forward slash tired. Then use the promo code tired at checkout. Again, faithbox.com forward slash tired. Use the promo code tired, T-I-R-E-D at checkout, and that will get you $10 off your first subscription. I also want to thank my friends over at Marriage After God podcast for sponsoring our podcast and supporting what we're doing. Um, I'm a big fan of what they're doing in their ministry, so it's really easy for me to talk about them and uh, all the cool stuff they're doing. Now, now, I've told you about their podcast before, um, and in fact, just on the today, this morning, as I was searching the Dad Tired community on Facebook, one of the guys was talking about how... Um, the Marriage After God podcast has been so helpful for him as a husband and dad. So if you're not already have gone over there and subscribed, uh, it genuinely is going to help you in your walk with Christ. But I've told you guys about the podcast, their podcast a ton. They have a book coming out this summer called Marriage After God, which I've read, I've endorsed. It's going to be really, really good. But also, uh, if you go to shop.marriageaftergod.com, so shop.marriageaftergod.com, Aaron and Jennifer have written a ridiculous amount of books. <laughs> I don't know how they write this many books uh, with all that they are already doing and raising a family and uh, they're just so busy, but they keep putting out really, really good books. So uh, they have 31 prayers for your future husband, future wife. So if you're not married, uh, that would be a great one. They have 31 prayers for your husband, for your wife. If you're married, they have a book called Husband After God, Wife After God. They have Unveiled Wife. They have uh, Husband Revolution. Uh, Actually, that might just be Husband After God. Husband After God. Um, I'm, I'm just like scrolling through their dozens of books here. Anyway, shop.marriageaftergod.com. Tons and tons of good books. What's cool? Oh, 31 prayers for my daughter, 31 prayers for my son. Uh, a lot of these you can do with your wife. So this happens all the time. You guys are asking on the dad tired group, like, are there any devotionals that I can do with my wife? This would be it. Uh, either there are 31 prayers for your husband, 31 prayers for your wife. Simultaneously, as you are working through it and praying over your wife, your wife can be praying over you and you guys just work through it together. Or the husband after God, wife after God bundle. And you guys are just like, again, going through those things together. Um, really, really good devotionals to go through uh, for husbands and wives. So anyway, love what Aaron and Jennifer are doing over at Marriage After God, shop.marriage.com. Without further ado, uh, let's dive into our interview today with Ryan Stevenson, uh, the artist and musician who's taken the world by storm, uh, and also who's going to be on the cruise, so come hang out with us on the DC Talk Cruise. 
cruise, you can go to JesusFreakCruise.com and sign up for that. I love you guys. Talk to you later. Ryan, super glad to have you today, man. Appreciate you hanging out. For those who haven't heard of what you're doing, uh, tell us who you are and what you're up to these days. Well, man, thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, my name is Ryan Stevenson. I am a Southern Oregon native, uh, born and raised in Oregon in the Pacific Northwest. And I am uh, I am a musician. I'm a Christian singer, songwriter, music artist, and uh, I tour full-time and I make records and write songs and all of that jazz. And I'm, uh, I'm spending my, most of my time, uh, being a dad, being a husband and touring around the country. So yeah, did you always know you'd be a musician? Is that like, was that something you got into when you were young? You know, I really always wanted to do it. I just always had dreams. Even as a young kid, to, I really wanted to be a drummer. <laughs> That's kind of my real instrument. Yeah, uh, my primary instrument, and I just thought I'd be a drummer someday in a band. But the thoughts of, uh, you know, actually making a living doing music, and you know, having, being able to tour and and perform and sing songs around the world like that, that was always just such a dream. But uh, I I really had no expectation that it would really actually happen. Yeah, are your parents musicians? Uh, my parents both sang. Uh, my mother played piano a little bit, but neither of them were skilled or trained or anything. They just kind of, it was just, you know, kind of a, uh, a simple passion and a simple hobby for the both of them. And they, you know, they sang in church and stuff, but nothing really, uh, you know, deeply musical at all. So, wow. And how did you get into it? You know, I... <sighs> It's a, it's an interesting story, but my mom put me in a kids choir when I was in the third grade, uh, and I hated it. I couldn't believe <laughs> yeah. she was doing that to me. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I joined. Uh, I started playing the drums, and I played. You know, just really got into the drums in elementary school. All played all the way through high school and into college. But then my youth pastor gave me a guitar as a graduation present from high school, hmm. and when I got that first little acoustic guitar like it just was really kind of the a really trajectory shifting moment in my life i i just fell in love with it i just really learned how to do it really quick it was like it was just so natural hmm. i could just do it and so it was really kind of then when i was around 18 years old that i started really playing you know, learning to write songs. I started putting down, you know, my prayers and my journal stuff into songs. And I learned three chords on the guitar. And that's just really how I started. And it really birthed uh, a deep love and a passion for songwriting and telling stories and sharing prayers and sharing my heart through through music. Mm. And so that's kind of when it all began it was around 18, my freshman year in college. That's cool, man. Did you so you grew up as a Christian like church? It was always kind of part of your life. Yeah, born and raised in the church, um, and it was just, you know, my both of my parents were strong believers, where I was reared in the church, a little country church down in southern Oregon, grew up on the hymns, um, and it was just, you know, a very 
obviously a center point of our life and our family dynamic. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's rare. Totally, man. I know. And I feel like it's getting more and more rare as time goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think for our generation, I'm 31. I, I forget how old I, you, after like 30, you just kind of stop counting. Um, how old are you? I just turned 42 days ago, three days ago. Happy birthday, man. Oh, thanks, man. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I don't know how exciting it is turning 40, but I'm, I'm hanging on. 40 is the new 30, bro. That's what they say. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I don't even remember where I was going with that. Oh yeah. So for my generation, our generation, like we, I think there was a ton of divorce. And so we, a lot of our peers grew up in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, now there's kind of a, it's an interesting swing. Cause I think that we're all trying to, as a generation, be better husbands and dads, but we just have no idea what we're doing. Uh, cause it wasn't modeled for most of us. So yeah. it's definitely rare, man, that you grew up in that. That's awesome. Are you still, you're still close to your parents? Yeah. My mom, uh, my mother passed away about nine years ago. She mm. died from cancer mm. and then my dad still lives out in Oregon, uh, right near my sister. And so we're all, you know, we're all still close. I'm just, I'm on the other side of the country now out in Tennessee. So I, I don't get home as much as I'd like to. Yeah. I'm sorry about your mom, man. How was that just emotionally for you? I imagine that was really hard. Yeah, man, it was, it really was. It was brutal. You know, I'm, I, I, I tell the story a lot. Like I'm the baby of our family. I'm the youngest. I'm the only son. And so my mom and I, we were, we were just super tight. Like I'm a mama's boy through and through, no question. And, uh, my mom was young too. You know, she was 57 years old, got wow. cancer and, and died. And, um, just watching her really weather that process and watch, you know, this disease set in on her and, uh, it, it tore me up pretty good, you know? And, um, I guess I'm just, Still, even after all these years, it, you know, I guess it does, it does get easier as time has gone on, but I mean, it's like, it's my mom, you know, no, yeah. everybody, their mama, man, I'm so sorry, bro. And I, I think I read, uh, and w- one of your bios that you also, you and your wife went through a miscarriage. Uh, is that right? Yeah, we had, um, we had one, we had our first kid and, uh, when he was about, nine months old my wife got pregnant with twins wow. and it was you know really exciting time for us and we were just like man we went from because we waited eight years to have kids hmm. so all of a sudden we went from no kids to one kid and now three kids and then you know um 13 weeks or so in they just discovered you know twins just didn't have any heartbeats one day they stopped growing problems and so my wife had to go get them basically removed through a procedure the next day and you know just i mean i'm not trying to lessen the blow i know i know you know a lot of people i'm not unique in the fact that i've been we've been through that i mean i know a lot of people have and but it is it is just it's just such a different thing when even though they weren't born yet, I, we were st- we were had like our heart set on. Well, my gosh, we're gonna have twins, you know. And we were yeah. talking about names and stuff, and and then uh, so it was definitely a different, uh, a difficult time to just all new water for us to navigate for sure. Yeah, we have so many guys within our dad tire community who have gone through similar experiences, unfortunately, and similar tragedies. Um. Do you, is there something like when you hear of another brother or another family that's gone through that, is there something that you 
just constantly encourage those couples who are going through similar stuff? Totally. You know, and I mean, first thing I say is it's, it's very normal and it's okay to just grieve and be devastated. I mean, it's, it's just, there's, you don't need to try to make some kind of, uh, you don't need to lessen the blow of that. I mean, you're losing your children for yeah. crying out, you know, and, and it can, it's super painful and it's super uncertain and it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think some of the comforts that I found when we were going through that is, is just realizing that, you know what, it's okay to grieve, but, and I shouldn't say, but it's okay to grieve. It's okay to be devastated and, and heart sick. Yeah. And the Lord is still good. Mm-hmm. And even though some things in this uncertain world that we live in, certain, you know, some things just might not make sense to our minds and the way that we, we don't see around the next corner. We don't really know what's going on. And, and as much as I love my children, Jesus loves them infinitely more than I could even imagine loving my kids. And so as, as important as my children are to me, they're even more important to Jesus. That's right. And so I just find comfort in knowing that, you know what? He was with those twins. He was with my twins the entire time. And, and he's still with my twins and he's with, he's with all of our kiddos yeah. and just trust in that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, man. Well, how many kids do you have? We have two now. Um, so after the twins, we got pregnant again, and we had one more little boy. So we have two boys now, and they are now six and eight years old. Nice man. And what's that? What's it like? You just started uh, the tour. This tour that you're on right now. You just started today. What's it like? Um, you know, traveling and kind of living the life that you are right now while trying to be an engaged husband and dad. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely a, a balancing act. It's. Again, you know, new waters for us to navigate, especially with us no longer living near family. We're, we're just in Tennessee, you know, kind of alone. We have an amazing support base out here. Um, great friends and family, great community for sure. But just as a family, you know, when I'm out on the road, my wife is at home with two little boys and my little boys are six and eight. They're, you know, it's a lot of rough housing going on at our house and we're all super close and you know, they're, they're my buddies and we're, we're super tight. And, um, and they are also very aware that I'm gone now when I have to go on the road. And so we've just really learned over the last few years to be very intentional and deliberate about our time at home together. So when I'm off the road during big tour seasons, we, you know, we don't, we don't go make a bunch of plans to go, 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 because we really have to be intentional intentional about just having that downtime together at home in between tour dates. Yep. Yeah, man. I think for any, any guy that's like working hard, regardless of what industry they're in, um, it's just so important to like say no, like to just yeah. say no to a bunch of things so that you're saying yes to the right things, right? Like Absolutely. we can all fill our schedules with stuff, but even good stuff, you know, but to just yep. having the discipline to say no and saying the best way that I can spend my time right now is to be fully present with my wife and kids. I think that's mm-hmm. huge. Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, so you, dude, you've, you've been, you've had some success the last couple of years. Uh, you've, done, <laughs> you've got like Dove award, Grammy nomination stuff, right? Like you, you've done yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how's yeah. that going? It's, it's just kind of surreal, honestly. I mean, it, 
I'm from a town called Bonanza, Oregon, <laughs> 250 people, you know, yeah. the country surrounded by dairy farms and alfalfa fields. Like I, I grew up with farmers and ranchers, you know, I grew up in a trailer house yeah. or, you know, and so like any, the, all this that's going on now is, is just such an, a tremendous, it's like a dream. It's like a tremendous, tremendous gift, a tremendous blessing. Uh, I'm so thankful and just, you know, any success just feels like such a, a tremendous gift, you know? Yeah. So this is kind of like a, if I could like peel open your heart, bear your soul a little bit, be like raw with us, uh, in light of all of that, uh, do you, does it satisfy the way you thought it would? Or like, do, do <laughs> is it everything you imagined it would be? Like, do you feel all the things that when you were a little kid dreaming of, having this kind of success and now you're getting glimpses of that. Does it, what's it doing for your soul? Is it satisfying or does it leave you wanting more? Like where are you at just emotionally, spiritually in the midst of that? You know, it is totally satisfying me. I'm so happy. I'm so thankful and I'm, and I'm being straight up. You know, I, I think because I, I lived such a very real life, you know, I didn't get signed to a record deal till I was 31 years old. Yeah. So I lived a lot of life before all of this. You know, I worked as a paramedic for eight years. I, I've worked on dairy farms. I, you know, I mean, I've just worked a lot of real jobs. I was a school teacher for two years out of college with my degree. Like, I just had such an unconventional path and a different path where I've actually spent a lot of years just working normal jobs. And, and I wasn't, you know, the people that I grew up with, I wasn't allowed to be lazy. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to just sit around and do nothing. And and they just weeded out the entitlement right out of us. I mean, it just wasn't even a part of our DNA. And so now any, you know, success, getting glimpses of that feeling, it being in, in an arena full of, you know, 10, 12, 14,000 people singing my songs back to me. It, it, it just doesn't even make any sense. It's incredibly honoring. There is, though, uh, you know, even as far every with every single amazing thing, there's always something that comes with it that I feel like keeps you humble. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, uh, it's just the the grind of travel, the grind of touring, the grind of you know uh, sleeping in vans, sleeping on a bus, sleeping in little beds, sleeping you know being up all night. Right. Getting to you know three a.m. lobby calls to take a five a.m. flight to go across the country and you do that eleven days in a row. I mean, yeah. and you're exhausted. There, the, it taxes your body out so bad. And so, even though people see you on stage, and it is awesome, and I'm I'm so grateful to do it, they don't see the other twenty three hours of the day when you're not on stage right. and you're driving all night or you're flying all day. It's just the the logistics of travel and what it took to actually make that show happen is can be uh, pretty stressful. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's a dude. That that's really interesting. The paramedic teacher, like you've done a farmer farm work, you've done a lot, man. So that makes sense to me actually. That like you put in the grind for so long, and now to go from that to now you're you're literally right now sitting in an arena recording this interview and you'll, you'll be on stage tonight. That, that, that does have to feel pretty surreal and kind of step back and be like, what the heck God? Like, you just feel like you're riding the wave of what God's doing. It really is. man. 
It really is. That's cool, dude. Tell us about the album. You you just put an album out recently, right? Like, tell us about yeah. it. Uh, put an album out. Yeah, earlier. Uh, well, April of last year, April of 2018, we put out my second record. It's called No Matter What. And you know, again, it's just a collection of songs that we I I prayed through for a long time. It took me two and a half years to just craft that thing. And and my songs are. I really try to just write songs for for people. I try to I try to sing for people, not at people. Yeah. I really meet them uh, in places of despair and, and hopelessness and doubt and fear. And because I, I I write these songs because I need them. I need to hear them and I need to sing them because they help me. So yeah. I feel like if they're helping me. Maybe they'll help other people. And and that's what my music. That's what my songs are about. And it's just been cool to see the songs on this record impact and uh you know the record's done well my my last single that we released from that record went number one for a month four weeks which was awesome and again it's just like wow another number one song you know that's like three back-to-back number one songs and five number one songs as a as in my career already like i'm i look at those things and I I hate to shout out accolades, you know, but again, I'm I'm just riding the wave. I'm taking one step at a time, and I feel like I just write the songs. The rest of this, I have very little to do with. Yeah, the Lord just keeps making a way, man. Yeah. Does your wife think you're a rock star? She's just like, bro, just like come do the dishes, like oh, <laughs> vacuum the house. My wife and I have been married for almost 17 years. So oh, yeah. she was married to me a long, long, long before any of this music stuff started mm-hmm. happening. So she's she married a blue collar trailer house living <laughs> paramedic school teacher, like dairy farm grunt worker. So <laughs> I love it, man. Now it's like, you know, that nothing phases us. We've been through so much together and she just sees me as Ryan, the guy she married in college and the father of her two kids. And that's it. She doesn't let me get away with anything. She's, she can be kind of a hammer, but she keeps, she keeps everything in perspective big time. And she yeah, keeps dude. very, very grounded. God's gift, man. You're talking about things that keep you humble. Our wives will keep us humble, right? Like I'll, I'll, I'll get off the phone, like just get a big opportunity, go into the kitchen, tell my wife about it. She's like, that's great, babe. Hey, like change the diaper. Exactly. <laughs> like, the, the, get the, get the laundry out of the dryer and start folding. Exactly. <laughs> Can you take out the garbage, please? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Get back to work. Uh, and then you, you have a, you have a devotional, right? On, uh, the version Bible app. Didn't you like put a devotional out? Yeah, we did a couple of them. We did one for Eye of the Storm, and then we did a version Bible app for the gospel, um, just like the five-day devotionals. And, man, it's, that's another thing. It's just been so cool to see, you know, uh, just encouraging people with a devotional about the storms of our lives and the uncertainty of our lives. Man, that is just something that resonates with everyone. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Well, we've got a lot of guys who are using the YouVersion uh, Bible app to just go through the Bible in a year. We've got tons of guys who are going through the Bible in the year, some with their wife, which is super cool, um, so that they're familiar with that. If you're not familiar as a listener, definitely jump on that app and check out these devotionals that Ryan put together. What's next for you, man? Like, what, where, do you, where are you hoping to go from here? Oh, boy. You know, I'm just, again, 
just taking everything in stride, uh, just trying to write, just trying to write good songs. I mean, to me, everything is all about the songs and, and the music now has almost just become the vehicle to get me out with people and just talking to people and communicate with them, uh, a message of hope and of healing and of just God's goodness in the midst of our humanness. And I feel like that's just kind of the message that he's given me to trumpet in this chapter of my life. And so just making making music, touring, trying to be a good dad, trying to be a good husband, be intentional with my family, um, trying to be a good friend, trying to do uh, trying to do some hot yoga and go to the Y and go to the gym as much as I can, stay in shape. Go. Does your Y do hot yoga? No, I have I go to the Y. And I sit in the steam room there and I'll go like on the treadmill or whatever. But then I have a yoga studio near my house. <laughs> and I got into hot yoga a couple of years ago and I love it so much. It's and, so I do this. I'm probably going to lose a lot of respect for my listeners right now because we got a lot of blue collar guys who are just like working hard. And I'm going <laughs> to talk about yoga right now. But <laughs> I do a, I do yoga like three times a week. Yeah. Uh, but I've never done hot yoga, man. Like what, it, what they just like blare the heat. Like what are they doing hot yoga? Yeah, they heat the room to 106 degrees and they pump it with about 50% humidity with a huge humidifier. And so you just go in there and again, like, dude, I'm from the country, man. Like I'm a country boy. I'm a hick. I'm a, I'm a worker, you know, and (laughs) I got invited to go do hot yoga and I'm like, nah, man, I'm not going to do yoga. And then when I went, it, it tore me up. It kicked my tail to the curb. Like it was the it was the most strenuous, difficult workout I've ever done in my life, and and to boot, you have to stay in the room for ninety minutes, an yeah. hour and a half in a hundred and six degree heat, and sweat out about five to six pounds of just fluid and sweat, and I mean you come out like drenched, like you just got out of a swimming pool, and it's just all sweat, and you are. You are, I mean, you're on cloud nine when you come out of it. You can't believe what you just did. That sounds like a dream to me. I love humidity. I, that's, I know that sounds so weird, but no, like when I, I just got back from Florida. Like when it's like hot and humid, like I just love it, dude. Like I can sit in steam rooms forever. I need to try it. The Y that we, ha- we go to doesn't have hot yoga, but it does just have regular yoga. But I got to try this hot yoga, man. I promise you, you can find hot yoga in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, right, right, on every corner. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome dude well dude i know you're super busy and you got a show tonight so i appreciate you squeezing us in and hanging out with us how can people stay in touch with you man i'd love for people to just find me uh on instagram ryan's music r-y-a-n-s music instagram and twitter are the same ryan's music and then uh just my website ryanstevensonmusic.com and if they go there uh you can click on any link, you know, to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all right there. Do you uh, do your own uh, Instagram or is somebody running that for you? I do my own Instagram, but we have like I got some uh, a girl on my team that kind of helps navigate and manage stuff like with Instagram and Facebook. But if people message me on there, I, I still see it. And cool. so, you know, it's kind of cool to still just be be able to stay in touch with people. All right, man. I just added you on Instagram. Uh, so oh, thanks, buddy. We, we can stay in touch there, stay friends there. Uh, well, thanks again, man. Your dad tired. You're like music tour tired. <laughs> but I uh, uh, appreciate you, you hanging out with us today, man. Of course, buddy. No, I thank you for having me on your, on your show. And it's, uh, I'm just, I always thought like, you know what? 
if I could just end with this, and I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I'm I'm all about the father. We are entering into a time in our generation where people are not gathering around. People are not gathering around anymore around systems or doctrines or denominations. They're starting to gather around dads. Mm. Uh, we need dads, and I feel like if you if you encourage the dad, if you get the dad lit up, if you get the dad saved, if you get the dad inspired and ignited with hope, then you get his whole family. You get everyone around him. And so I, the Lord has really given me a heart for dads and fathers over the last several years. And I just want to encourage all the dads listening to get back into the driver's seat of just being a daddy, being a father. And and we're going to have to start being fathers to our kids as friends. We're not going to just be able to harbor our own little our own little quiver of our own kids, but we, we need to be available to be fathers to those kids that don't have fathers. Mm. And so I just wanted to encourage us all. And I'm talking to myself too, because I feel that real, I feel the weight of that on me these days a lot. We need to, we really need to get fathers back into America. Yeah. Bro, that's a great word to end on, man. What an encouraging word, bro. I appreciate you sharing that. Of course. In the eye of the storm Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Dad Tired Podcast. To keep the conversation going, make sure to come over and join us in the closed community that we have on Facebook. Go to dadtired.com, click the community tab, and let us know what you're thinking over there. Love you guys. See you next week.